This is Coffee with Closers, a show about real estate agents by real estate agents. We'll highlight local real estate agents to share their successes, celebrate their failures, and learn who they are outside of real estate. In today's podcast, we sit down with Kay Farlow. People they'll sit around and say, I'm waiting on God. No, he already did everything he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. He's waiting on you to do something. What are you going to yeah. do now that you see that that's what you have to do? And so... She's an agent from South Bend and has been in the business since 2012. We'll dive into what led Kay to joining Keller Williams recently, as well as her path for guiding people to financial success and how just this past year, she's made the shift to living a fulfilling life. But I think with a lot of people, when you create stuff and it doesn't work right away, we'll stop doing it versus keeping doing it and then fine tuning it yeah you know so what i was thinking about too because we're kind of having this issue i was just talking about last week like how do we never let culture leak out or how do you never let like your values of the company um like fade out when maybe like one person comes and goes in the business how do you guys try to keep that mindset consistent as far as like do you talk about it every day every week how do you keep that abundant thinking alive We've, the best way to answer that I would say is focusing on self-improvement. Yeah. Just encouraging people. What are you listening to? What are you reading? Is your car a university or yeah. is it 96.3 hip hop and the next artist that's coming to indie? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that plays a big role in it. If you, you know, I hear a lot of leaders say, which whatever you pour into yourself in that first 20 minutes of your day, that's how your day's gonna go. Yeah, for sure. So just getting people of in the habit of creating the right habits. Yeah. Because we've been in the wrong habits for so long that. Yeah, it's that life by default almost. Right. How long have you been that way, you think? Like, when did you realize the benefit of that? I keep telling everybody that I, I, I figured out who I was last year. Okay. Okay. So I'm about a year into being consistent with it. Not even quite a full year. Yeah. But, but, um, for, I would say, oh man, the last 10 years, I started the shift. Okay. I started to the transition. So you think it took 10 years to find? To decide, like, (laughs) this is what I'm supposed to be doing every day. I got to create the right habits. I got to do the right stuff and I got to do it every day. Not just when I feel like it. Right, I was listening to an awesome clip this morning. You know who T.D. Jakes is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was listening to him this morning, and he was talking about emotions and letting your emotions be the leader and the guide. Yeah. And he said that's very immature. The It's oh, with yeah. the mind that we serve Christ. So if my mind is not leading me, then I'm not walking in headship. Yeah. So it was a powerful thing, and that's what we do a lot. Our emotions lead the way. And be, if I don't feel like getting up, I'm not gonna get up. Yeah, for sure. And then he was saying, "Do you think that some of these great athletes felt like working out every day? Yeah. Heck, no. Yeah. You just gotta do it anyway." How do you think you get your people to do that, right? Because like emotion is the jump starter for everything. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going through this same struggle too. Is like, you know, the rational argument is like in real estate. Hey, you got to lead generate every day. If you don't lead generate and you don't go in on appointments, then you you sh- you run out of money. You starve, right? Yeah. But that's so rational. No one actually wants to lead generate. How do you how do you cause people to want to do things that they don't want to do to overpower their emotions? I guess to make the right decision. Or do you have any thoughts on that? Even I don't think ultimately the what you just said is the truth. They have to make the decision. 
and the suffix according to my coach he teaches me constantly the suffix c-i-d-e side means to put to death so i gotta put to death all other options every other version of me besides greatness yeah and if i don't do that then i'm just going to he used to tell me all the time "Kay, you're you're drifting you're drifting life is taking you wherever (laughs) you let it take you that's rich. <laughs> and until you make a decision and put to death and you decide that everything else that's not exactly the way I want to be is mm-hmm. not an option, yeah. then you just. But what's so what's so interesting, and maybe I'm wrong here, but it sounds like you knew that was what you wanted 10 years ago, that mm-hmm. greatness. And mm-hmm. then you had, it took nine years to say, okay, I'm going to kill that other version, that, yeah. that comfortable version. Yeah. Um, I would say influences Yeah. and allowing life circumstances, situations to dictate what the next day is going to look like yeah. in the next minute, but also surrounding yourself with the right people. <laughs> and I think that's a big one yep. because we were friends since elementary, I think I gotta continue to carry you, carry you in my life. Yeah. And one of my affirmations that I read in the morning is, my responsibility is to pour into, coach, teach, lead, develop, connect with only the ones God intended to be connected and attached to me. Yeah. So figuring out what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that gives you that much that much more intentionality, right? right? Which is like right that those are the people that you're out seeking, not yeah. the not the other way around. Right. Yeah. Maybe stop the giving, ones hanging on. Right. Yeah. And stop giving people excuses. Yeah. You know. So how do you do that same thing in your real estate business? Because obviously your real estate business took off quite a bit last year from where it was before. What What was that? Sh- how did that mental shift impact your real estate business? It, it was it was huge um, I left being an employee yeah um, it's going on three years this September and when I made the decision that my income was not was was going to surpass the year before and I spoke that into existence obviously but then I start doing activity that would lead up to that. So I just yeah. didn't say it, now I did it. You know, a lot of people, they'll sit around and say, I'm waiting on God. No, he already did everything he's gonna do. <laughs> yeah. He's waiting on you to do something. What are you gonna yeah. do now that you see that that's what you have to do? And so, um, I just developing the right relationships and, 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 and then having your motives be pure. I feel like a lot of my clients, um, in real estate or any other in, or anything else that I'm doing, when they genuinely know that I care, I'm attracting that. I'm attracting oh, the clients, and they're sending referrals. Last year, when I did 35 transactions, 90% of it was repeat and referral. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting when you when they know that you're protecting them or right. that their best interests are first. Mm-hmm. They start to let everyone else know the same thing. Yes. Yeah, I mean I got a uh, I had someone call yesterday as a referral and and I said, "Well, what is it you didn't like about your past experience?" And it was exactly that exact same thing, which was I didn't feel like our interests were aligned with the other agent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then so you just attract people who actually want to be taken care of or protected or, right. or led. So right. that's awesome that I that I think a lot of agents I've found in having conversations can't articulate that. Hmm. You know, we've heard, well, I give great service, but what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And and what I'm hearing from you is that means 
putting my clients above myself. Right. Or at least their interests above my financial gain. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that if you look at my 35 transactions and you look at the average cost, the average sale price was 83,000. I didn't like that. Of course. Um, But it showed up in that I helped everybody. I didn't deny people. You yeah. know, when I first started the business, I had a, a, a successful agent tell me that you shouldn't take anything less than 100000 Yeah. And that may be true, <laughs> right? That may be true. Depends on where you are in your business, Depending absolutely. Depending on where you are in the business. Yeah. I was at a place where I helped renters. I talked to everybody. Yeah. Um, and when I'm meeting with that renter, it's my responsibility to help them understand the power of ownership. Yeah. So I tend to, I, I, I just do, I maximize the moment. I, I mm-hmm. do it, I, I try to be intentional about maximizing every moment and adding value to my client. So what's next then? What's next? <laughs> <laughs> wow, what's next? That's a, that's a loaded question, Eric. You need to rephrase that a little. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you add more value then? Or how do you, how do you oh, okay. be in the moment awesome. and add more value to people this year? Awesome. So this year for me, um, I've, I, I, first of all, I was just grateful to have met you. Yeah. Um, I, had, I was spending a lot of time in 2018 frustrated that I had to recreate the wheel. I was writing SOPs for real estate. Yeah. Can you believe that? <laughs> writing processes, creating job yeah. descriptions Absolutely. and roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and the frustrating part is that it already exists. Absolutely it does. Yeah. So it was very frustrating. Um, and for me, adding value means being able to look at the entire portfolio of the client, yeah. not just real estate. How does this real estate transaction impact the financial portfolio long-term, short-term? What else should the client be doing with their finances? And so how do, I, how do they pay this house off faster? Mm-hmm. Every single client, I coach them to pay their mortgage every two weeks or take that monthly payment divided by 12 and pay that much much extra every month to be sure that full payment is made every month so my goal is to not just have the real estate transaction happen but also focus on how does it impact the client long term financially and what do they need to do every day to be sure they're on track with their financial plan yeah because you're not just advising real estate like you're in a unique situation that a lot of agents are not can you kind of just hit on what that what your additional certifications and and strengths are yes um i i do financial consulting you can say with every with my clients i I won't say every client because not it hasn't happened that way yet that's the goal Um, but when i sit down i'm doing a what we call a financial needs analysis and with that i'm gathering all of their financial data how much are they making what does the debt look like what does the budget look like are they wasting money (laughs) there's no such thing as extra money yeah i advise my clients that you have to tell every dollar where to go or it's going somewhere and you want it working for you you want it um, gaining as much interest as possible. So the ultimate goal is to take a look at retirement age, is that 20 years, 30 years, 40 years from now, and maximize every dollar starting today until I get there. So making sure they have their retirement accounts in place, making sure they have the right retirement accounts in place and so forth. 
Um, so with that financial needs analysis, it's able to help me direct the client into the future financially. And real estate, what I believe, plays a small role in that. Yeah. And I love to be able to impact the full picture because it's life-changing. I like that you said it plays a small role in that, which is, <laughs> which is, in my opinion, the right answer. Even, obviously, as two people who are real estate agents, yeah. I mean... It, it plays a small role when you think about real estate is that like your primary residence is mm-hmm. should really mm-hmm. just be a fraction of Correct. your your financial plan right yet I keep hearing over and over and over and it drives me insane this is the largest investment of my life mm-hmm. and inwardly I keep thinking well you're doing this all wrong then right absolutely I understand why they say that because most yeah. people it will be the largest asset they'll ever own and the greatest thing that they'll have that will allow them to generate wealth. Because when they go to sell that asset, if they've done the right things and not refinanced it a million times, right? And and not taken the equity out and used it on God knows what, um, they will be able to um, shift their life financially if they've done the right things. The problem is we don't, we're not educated and taught on how to make sure that happens. And then the other problem is, is that we're taught to think small. Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that asset, that real estate transaction will be the biggest one of your life because you've accepted normalcy yeah. and average and you'll settle there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's that mindset thing, yeah. you know, and it's- We're right back there. Yeah, <laughs> it, you know, and that's like, that's, you know, a couple of people here asked the other day, hey, hey, Eric, how did you go from from being, you know, dead broke five years ago to where we are today? And and honestly, the first thing for me was thinking. Yes. It was that thinking piece and mm-hmm. then your action piece and then the results follow. Mm-hmm. And, and to that exact same point, it's when you're thinking small about that being right. your largest asset, then it, then it is. Yeah. As a man thinketh, so is he. And yeah. a wise man told me a long time ago, you can't be big if little has you. Yeah. So if I'm captured yeah. by being small in my own eyes and in my own brain, then I'll be small. My brain doesn't have an emotion. It doesn't know what to do until I tell it. Yeah, absolutely. So if I tell it to be small and average, it'll be small and average. Mm-hmm. But if I tell it to be big and extraordinary, yeah. It'll be big and extraordinary. Yeah, it all depends on the story that you that you tell yourself yes. or the story you project on everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, obviously, from a real estate standpoint, your goal is really consultant. What What does that look like? You know, long term. What What do you think that your the future of of K Farlow in real estate looks like, or what do you want it to look like? I think. Where I sit right now, long-term real estate, um, really involves Eric Forney. (laughs) (laughs) That's scary. (laughs) No pressure. From where I sit right now, um, it's it's developing a team. Yeah. You know, it is. Maybe it's helping to grow your team. You know, yeah. I don't want to recreate anything. Yeah. I think that uh, it doesn't make sense. For sure. So it'll either be an expansion of the Eric Forney group. <laughs> okay. Or it'll be something with K in it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I guess what is it then about that 
this is a question because no one's ever this is a weird question for me because no one's ever responded that way for sure <laughs> um, what it, what is it about um i guess the things that we do or our model i guess that's attractive to you then your the model that you have um in your real estate uh firm right now is exactly what i've been is exactly what i've been taught and have been learning pretty 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 consistently over the last three years and yeah. that is the further you get out of the field the more money you make yeah and so you have to get yourself out of the field and so if i try to create my own i'm back in the field yeah if i connect with a powerful team who has great systems in place that they've spent time and years developing yeah then I can make a small fraction of a lot mm-hmm. rather than trying to make a lot of a little. Yeah. yeah. What led you to understand that, though? Because I think most agents especially don't get that until they've run so hard for so long trying to figure that out or try to chase it where they go, okay, wait, this is silly. I'm trying to reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. for no good reason, really. Yeah. I think it's eliminating fear. Okay. Uh, I believe that when we focus on having a hundred percent of a little, yeah, which I think that is what leads a lot of people to go to the smaller mom and pop brokerages or start their own because they yeah. want a hundred percent commission. Yeah. Well, again, I was told before a hundred percent of nothing is nothing. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's a combination of fear and then what we call in the financial business the poverty mindset yeah absolutely and so if i have not if i'm not used to having a significant amount of money then i'm afraid to lose what i have and Mm -hmm. i'm afraid to share it or allow anybody to have a piece of it yeah and so it goes back to that i can't be big if little has me poverty is very little and so if i have a poverty mindset that i'm thinking small all the time yeah you know i i get my coach used to get frustrated me frustrated at me all the time because I couldn't tell him how much money I made on a transaction. Yeah. I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Sometimes that's actually the right answer yeah. because yeah. then you're not thinking small like that, right? It's right. like poverty is knowing sometimes that poverty mindset you mentioned sometimes is knowing every dollar and every penny right. where it is. Yes. Whereas like thinking abundantly is yeah. not worrying about every single dollar yeah. every single penny but most people don't get that so yeah. i love that i've never heard that that concept yeah from that poverty mindset piece of it and um, i get why he's trying to tell me to do yeah. it like right now it's really important i have yeah. to track my cash flow for my next promotion big right yeah. now and so he's trying to tell me to track and just know where you are but for me i'm like i can't think about it i just know if i'm out helping and serving people I'm going to make money. If I'm not, I'm not making any money. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's the actions and then the results follow, right? Right, right. It's like that that same equation. The thinking is first and then the actions and Mm -hmm. the results. And Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. you know that if you take the right actions to to serve people, the results follow with that. Yeah. Um, So I know you said you were frustrated in 2018. What was so challenging about real estate that, that made you think about doing something a different way? It goes back to the cash flow quadrant, which is what I'm referencing when I say I went from an employee to being self-employed. When you're self-employed, you are responsible for 100% of the money you make. So if everything that I'm earning depends on me, 
we got a problem because again i'm not always more powerful than my emotions some days i won't get up when i don't want to get up and so if i'm not selling a house i'm not being paid and i don't like the thought of that yeah so when i understood 2018 35 transactions and being a financial representative at the same time i worked a lot but it was more in the business, not on the business. Mm-hmm. And so I was constantly, what I would tell people, hustling. I'm yeah. constantly trying to find that next paycheck, trying to um, make that next transaction. And so I had a, a powerful coach, another coach in the Primerica business come in from California. Her name is Tanya Poe, and she said to me, I said, well, Tanya, I'm making eight grand a month on average in real estate. And she said, well, great, do you wanna make eight grand or 80? Yeah. <laughs> and that's a totally different way of thinking, right? It absolutely is. Yeah, yeah, because you have to think entirely bigger in yeah. order to think about eighty than eight, right? So and I so. was frustrated with just being self-employed. Yeah. I didn't want to be that anymore. I want yeah. to transition to the right side of the quadrant. So if someone was getting into real estate or or where you were, you know, when you kind of started or what you've learned in the last three years, and let's exclude this year, what would what would your advice for them be? My advice to a new agent in real estate would be stay small as possible when it comes to debt. Yeah. Have as little bit that you're responsible for as possible so that you can work on your business first. If you're working full time, don't stop working full time. Yeah. Your business becomes another part-time or full-time job. And the first thing you do is create the systems, work on the business. Or, and, and I'll rephrase that. The systems are out there. Yep. <laughs> Just connect with the right people and get an understanding of what the systems look like that are successful. Talk to successful people. So work on your business, develop what it's about to look like for you versus what we're usually taught, which is start calling your sphere of influence. Yeah. So I'm taught to attack my contacts first and I don't know what I'm gonna do with them when they say yes. Correct. And then if too many of them say yes, I'm really sinking and that's not fun. Yeah. It's interesting though, you had almost the inverse problem that most agents have, which was you got a lot of yeses with no systems. Correct. And then most agents get no yeses and spend a lot of their time working on systems. So I think for me, what I'm hearing is, and from my perspective is, is the alignment with other agents or people who have gone before you and have the systems Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is almost one of the first things that you can do in order to be successful. I mean, I estimated that we probably have five to six hundred thousand dollars in in cost just in building systems mm. for our for our team, and that's because you know, I've paid I've paid several salaries for three straight years to mm-hmm. continue to build and refine and tear them down and build them and and keep rebuilding them. Well, that's right. not cheap and no. it's not quick. No, and then now we give them away for free right if someone wants them right <laughs> and so but it but it's just that abundant mindset piece and so t- for to watch people start all over again yeah to, to like like what you said you were doing to start writing job descriptions is just yeah. mind-numbing I know when I know. they exist and we probably could have just gotten them from other people too yeah but, but and I don't and, and being in the right culture matters yeah um, if the culture isn't let me help you let me 
give you everything that I have to be successful. Um, and not that I didn't have some people trying to do that, but for whatever reason, there was a blockage there. I yeah. didn't understand that it was actually available to me. And so walking into and meeting you, it's like, oh, you're just going to give me access? Like immediately <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, here it is. You just go on there and grab what you need. And I'm like, what? Yeah. So it, it, it it's, it's, it's great to be able to be in an environment that fosters entrepreneurship and team and growth and everything that I, I already see and envision for myself yeah. than it is to try and figure out how to create that on your own. Yeah, because obviously you, so you came to Keller Williams within the last couple months. Mm -hmm. What was it, I guess, excluding what maybe you, you've seen in our, our encounters and relationship, what else besides, besides me have you noticed um, through your experience with Keller Williams so far? I'm not that a lot of people will understand or know uh, the Primerica business, yeah. but that's the other business I'm a part of, and the culture there is exactly the same as Keller Williams. And so when I walked into uh, the Keller Williams event in Cincinnati, and I saw what was taking place, and I was hearing all the different ways that people were able to make money within the Keller Williams system, light bulbs were going off. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I align myself with a company that is in line with my other life, yeah. which is Primerica, right? Yeah. It just makes sense. And so... I believe in the Primerica system and I believe in the Keller Williams system now, but I didn't yeah. know the Keller Williams system was exactly like the yeah. other system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because I think a lot of people, it, it, it can be really hollow coming from me sometimes because you know I have two hats, right? I'm an owner and an agent and, and people will sometimes perceive me from the owner hat side of things, but I always say I'm an agent first. That's actually right. how I make my, a living yeah the ownership for me is a way just to give back what i've what i've been afforded right by being a part of this company and so it's not a it's not a real high profit margin business mm -hmm. from an ownership mm -hmm. standpoint for me it's a really a passion project but you know sitting in that same room in cincinnati um it was it was a really cool event even for me someone who's been here for three years because the openness of people talking about failure and right. telling how to get from point a to point b correct i just don't know anywhere else you go to find that no it was very different from anything i've experienced in real estate so far yeah. having a panel of experienced talented agents just sharing what they do and just being open with it um, from that perspective, from whatever questions that were asked, because they would open the floor up to yeah. questions as well. Um, and then offering contact info and saying, hey, yeah, I can give you that, just call. Yeah. It was, it's very different, very different. Yeah, it's a weird, it's, it's a weird yet how it should be, in my opinion, it way of, of how culture should be, which yeah. is like, hey, we'll just send out anything that you need. Right. So. All right, I'm going to run to the random question side of this. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? <laughs> oh, God. A, a superpower. I would have the ability to eliminate fear. Okay, I like that one. I bet you'll be the only one that says that superpower too. <laughs> <by the way. laughs> 
Although maybe fear is actually a good thing. You know, like fear of hot stoves and... Well, yeah, and, you're right. <laughs> when I, in my brain, what I'm thinking of is how much time I wasted being afraid of things that really didn't exist. Yeah. They just existed because I saw them as something that was big and scary. Yeah. But they really didn't, it really didn't exist, those big and scary things. And I could really do all things. Mm-hmm long as I partner with the right man. What do you, what, what do you, what was the biggest fear you had that, that held you back? Um, I would say for me, the biggest fear was what was on the other side. Um, in that quote, I can do all things. It's through Christ who strengthens me. And I think that even from a, a spiritual perspective, we say that, yeah. But we don't believe it. Mm-hmm. We're afraid of what does that actually look like? What's on the other side when I do this? And it's a lot of work sometimes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. On the other side. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, what's your uh, What's your favorite movie? That's a good question. Um, I don't envision you watching a lot of movies. You know what? You don't seem like you have a lot of free time. Correct. So they're older <laughs> movies. Um, I have two favorites, and I think that they probably equal each other, but it's <laughs> Dirty Dancing <laughs> and Bodyguard. Okay. Bodyguard. I can't say I that I've seen stories. either one. So, good. <laughs> they're, they're chick flicks. Yeah. They're love stories. Yeah, where her knight in shining armor <laughs> if comes you were, to save her. If you were going to go on Star Search, what would your talent be? motivating people okay inspiring others what did you eat for breakfast <laughs> nothing <laughs> <laughs> All right. and that's not good by the way <laughs> do you collect anything change to spend on my next trip <laughs> <laughs> is it actually change or like collect like checks and money or do you actually like Where have like a change leave jar hanging around that i think they're not going to notice it when i take it i take it <laughs> <laughs> note to self okay within my home now yeah. within my home oh gotcha okay okay <laughs> so the kids you know the husband whatever they leave laying around i think it's fair game <laughs> what um um do you have any favorite personal possessions These are hard questions, Eric. I know. I, I'm trying to say the first thing that comes to mind, too, and nothing's there initially. Someone said cell phone the other day, and hey, I was like, you know, I think that's that, probably it. Yeah. Yeah, because I lost my contacts recently, and it was devastating. I was oh, like, for what sure. the heck? Yeah, yeah. What would, <laughs> so your, what would your last meal be? Hmm. My last meal would have to have some shrimp in it like are we talking like st elmo shrimp or are we talking like fried shrimp we're talking grilled shrimp okay uh that's it that's the only that's the only important piece some grilled shrimp and probably some broccoli isn't that weird that is not what i would have gone with Just saying I am, is, I am, yeah. my mind is shifting to, this is this is the year of the shift for me 
That's interesting because before now, I would have said shrimp and chicken Alfredo. Okay. And now there's no way I'm eating that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I eat it, it's going to be one bite. And yeah. if I'm eating my last meal, I don't want just one forkful. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, all right. If, what's the most valuable piece of advice that you've ever received or anything that you've given? And I'll, and I'll end it with that question. I would say, this is going to be funny too, because this is just the example of what it is, but Steve Harvey, okay. <laughs> in an in a audio I was listening to recently, he said, if you're good at frying chicken, you're supposed to be frying chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and all that is saying is, whatever your talent and your gift is, you're supposed to do that every single day. You're not supposed to go to a job that you hate and can't wait till Friday comes only to get the pit in your stomach on Sunday. Yeah. That means you're not walking in your purpose. You're not walking in what God intended you to walk in. So that's the greatest advice that I've received for myself and the greatest that I give out. Walk in your purpose. First of all, figure out what it is don't go your life not knowing that question get it answered and get in it yeah love it 